This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800 the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment this is the glenn beck program Hi there. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. It's Doc Thompson in for Glenn Beck today. On Twitter, it's at Doc Thompson Show. Please follow me there. If you want to find out more about me, go to theblaze.com and click on channels and follow my page there. Lots of good stuff going to be coming right after the first of the year at that channel as well, so you'll be prepared for it. I'm, I'm not sure, but I may have just given the Heil Hitler sign to one of our uh, Jewish managers. I may have just done that on accident. Now, I, <laughs> I walked out of the studio during the break to try to regroup after the little uh, girl singing the song, hallelujah. And I was just kind of standing in the doorway of the studio and tired. I'm scratching the back of my head, you know, kind of arm up like, oh, like this. And I saw him walk down the hall way far, and I was like, hi. And uh, in the mid-scratch, the back of my head, my hand just went up from that point to do a long distance, like, hi, hi, like, do it right now, scratch it back your head, and then from, like, kind of shoot it off the top, uh, from the back to the top of your head, like, hi, like you're saying, hi. what is that, right? And I was like, oh, he did have kind of an odd look, because that's what I first realized, that he had kind of an odd look on his face as he headed across the hallway into another office. I was like, that was kind of a, oh, did I just give him the Heil Hitler? I think I may have. I think there's going to be an explanation necessary as soon as I get off the air. Hmm. All right. Let me get to uh, some calls. Oh, you know what I want to do first of all? I want to go to our celebrity chef, Patrick Mosier, who has uh, graciously agreed to join me. I know he's got a lot going on as he's heading into the holidays, but he's our food biz pro with some ideas on how you can, um, you know, in your personal life, make your cooking experience better or in a professional life or even in a business opportunity in the future. Hey, Patrick, how are you? Good morning and Merry Christmas, Doc. How are you? Doing well, sir. Um, you also do consulting work, right? I do. I do. So if people wanted to, they said, hey, I think I kind of uh, I could learn something. Uh, could, maybe that guy could help my business out, something like this. Uh, how would they find you? Uh, you can go to the website, which is foodbizpro.com, and okay. register there, and it'll give me an email, and I'll call you back. And there's a place you can put in your primary concern or area of uh, 
area of business you want to address, and we'll get right back to you. you so, four hours. But my primary that. concern is I have like a lot of huge rats in my restaurant. Um, you know, is that a problem? Well, depending on what country you're in, yeah. <laughs> depending on what country you're in, it could be great. It could be horrible. You know <laughs> and what? what you're I... serving. If you're serving rat for dinner, then you know you have a great food source. No right. is necessary. You're going to need more information on that one, right? <laughs> yeah, a little, a little. I, I think it's time to call in a professional. I think you call in the exterminator first, then you call me the next day. <laughs> right, that's a good call. So, uh, Patrick, I was thinking about the holidays, and I was like, you know, we tend to do the same stuff um, around the holidays. Some people do, like, Christmas Eve celebrations. Some people do Christmas Day. Some do other celebrations, maybe with their holidays. And I thought about, like, some of the – maybe some different twists that people could do. Might be a fun topic to give them some ideas. But before we get to that, I need some hep. Okay. I need you to hep me. I'm ready uh, be- be- Hep me out. Before Thanksgiving, I had you on this program, and we did some failures and we did some successes. And one of the things you made, which is still – in back of my head constantly, is the lobster tail stuffed te- beef tenderloin. Yeah. And I need you to do a quick run-through because I think I'm making that on Christmas Day. I think I'm going to well, try this. Okay. So give me it's the basic, basic rundown. Okay. It's a, it's a whole tenderloin, and uh, you, you basically butterfly gotta, it out, which is... Yeah, too, wait, hang on a second. Well, you got to, yeah. folks, if you've never worked with a tenderloin before, you have to clean it, <laughs> meaning you have to take that, that thin layer off of... What is that? Yeah, so there's, there's a little bit of fat on the outside, which pulls off yeah. with your fingers. There's, there's a string of attached muscle on one side or the other. Okay, that's called the chain. That pulls right off as well. So and you then clean there's that, that very thin membrane that's, that's kind of the silver one. blue. It's that's the silver. bastard right there that I that's can never deal with. The rest of it just melts away, but you've got to take off what's called the silver skin. Yeah, that's the one that I always do. So you take that off, and then you butterfly it. I mean, you just cut it lengthwise down the middle? Correct. About mm, three-fourths of the way through it, and just kind of open it up. Okay, that's simple ski. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, that's pretty straightforward. Right. And then in a very basic, the, the easiest recipe is to take um, plain old button mushrooms, okay. chop them up very finely, and saute them in a bunch of butter. So real fine, though. Real chop them real fine and in yeah, butter. Yeah, very fine. Very like, you know, sixteenth of an inch fine. Salt, pepper, garlic at that point with the butter? Salt, pepper, garlic, maybe some shallot or onion, whatever you have handy. Garlic, okay. if you don't have uh, garlic or garlic... Or fresh onion, just garlic powder and onion powder work just fine. Okay. And you saute that till it's kind of brown and really mm. golden. Um, mm. And then let that cool, and you wipe that into What's the a chef's cinnamon. favorite color? What's a chef's favorite color? Golden brown. There it it is. better be golden brown or you're in the wrong industry. <laughs> okay, very good. Okay, I'm sorry. So it's golden kill, brown, then what do you do? Kill green, apparently. Kill green. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you, you spread that about, oh, eighth of an inch thick inside of the tenderloin. Mm-hmm. Um, leaving about an inch on either side. And then you can buy um, cooked lobster tails and ask okay. your, your, at the seafood counter, ask them to shell them for you. Mm-hmm. And you put them end-to-end inside of the lobster tail. And you have to overlap tenderloin. a little inside bit. The so I yeah. start with the head end, the fat end, towards the fat end of the, of the tenderloin. Okay. And then... Lay the other one kind of halfway overlapping with the skinny end over the skinny end. Okay, so, so, the, so you don't tail. have any holes in it there, right? Exactly. Okay. And that way everybody gets the same amount of lobster and nobody's upset. You know, no children are feeling like they're left out or left right. loved. Yeah. All right. And okay, so once I got that's that. done, then you kind of roll the whole thing up and tie it every two inches with a piece of butcher's twine. And that's it. That's all you do. Do you, do you it's salt, pepper, garlic the outside or anything? Or? Yes, yeah, salt, pepper, okay. garlic, olive oil on the outside. Okay. And that's, that's it. That's the simplest version. And it, that's 
90% pretty much what I did on the show. Okay, and, and then you just bake that. You just bake it for... Correct. You bake, it, bake it at like mm-hmm. 375. Okay. Um, takes about 20 to 25, maybe 30 minutes, depending on how rare you want it. Okay, good. Now, now, if you are using fresh lobster tail, you've got to cook those a little bit through, though, right? If you, yes, if you take them out of the shell yourself. straight. All right, okay. so I take a skewer and stick it down between the shell on the bottom side, where the little uh, ribs are, between the uh-huh. shell and the meat. Stick the skewer in there, and then throw them into boiling water for three minutes pull them out, put them in ice water to stop the cooking, and that way you have a nice straight tail. Okay, yeah, because having a nice straight tail is really important. Everybody write that down. That's something I learned today. <laughs> well, it's uh, kind of hard to lay them end-to-end inside of it. You don't have a straight lobster tail. <laughs> so we, you put them in there, because I'm going to try that. And, and, folks, the reason I bring this up is everybody around here flipped for that, and you think, okay, it's a surf and turf, Doc. I'll make the tenderloin, and I'll make them separate. I don't know what it was with the mushrooms and the garlic, and them, them being together was sensational. So I think I'm going to do that. Well, if you put, so I'll give you one more, one more. I wasn't going to tell you. This is what the secret ingredient is, bacon yeah. or pancetta. If you saute bacon mm. and then take it out, then do your mushrooms, add it all back together afterwards, it, it takes it to a whole other level. You know, I've, I've heard bacon, that the, the secret ingredient is the L word, not love, but lard. I've heard that. <laughs> Right? Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> I, I think I, I got in trouble last time I said that on the air. The, the no, it is true. No, it is absolutely. In fact, I think it's on uh, the Big Bang Theory where Sheldon's mom says, listen, if you want a man to love you, cook with a lot of lard. He'll die at 50, <laughs> but his love will be true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I want to tell you something about cooking with real animal fat. There really is not a good substitute. Oh, French it's... fries cooked in duck fat are possibly the best thing on the earth. Oh, and yeah. I was just in Rochester, um, and I went to this place, McCann's uh, Local Meats. Kevin McCann is the owner there. Mm-hmm. And they take all of their beef trimmings and render the fat out, and that's what they cook their french fries in. Oh. oh it's unbelievable. That sounds I mean, awesome. I, I don't think I've ever had french fries like that. I, you know, I, I used potato skins the other day. I was peeling potatoes, and I haven't come off all the you know, potato. And I'm like, why am I throwing these away? I had to make mashed potatoes so they weren't mashing up right. So I'm like, let me throw these in a pan and fry them up. So I slowly fried them in bacon grease, a little bacon grease, and then salt and pepper. And they're so thin, and that skin is kind of um, uh, like like tissue papery almost. You know, it's a little different. It was sensational. My wife is like, this is possibly the greatest thing you've ever made. I said, it's potatoes and bacon fat. She goes, I know. It's the best. I'm like, okay, good. Good to know. Good did to they know. get nice and crispy? Yeah, they did. So, like, the, the skins get kind of crispy because of that. It's like a tissue paper type. Mm-hmm. But there's a little bit of potato in there, so it's a, just a little hint of chew there, or, or like a potato French fry consistency. Mm. And they are great. Oh, my gosh, are they good. What if you then couple I just, that up over the next time you roast some Brussels sprouts when you serve them? Oh, I do like the roast uh, yeah, Brussels sprouts. Like Brussels. Those are awesome. Yeah. Okay, so give me some fun uh, differences. Maybe, you know, people have buffets or something for Christmas or Christmas Eve. Give me some variations on a theme or some wild cards they could throw in there that would be really interesting. Well, you know, I do a lot of catering, obviously. And um, we talked before about people are looking more for the experience, not just the food. And what a, what a, there's not a better way to give that to someone during the holidays than to make your buffet a little more interactive. So you can do simple things like a mashed potato bar. Instead of just the plain old whipped mashed potatoes, what if you put the butter, the sour cream, the chives, um, bacon, um, the shredded cheese on the side and let people add that in as they want? 
Um, that's I've, not new. It's been around for a while, but I don't think people think about that for the holidays. No, you're right. And I went to a, one wedding that had that one time, and it was all appetizer wedding. It wasn't a sit-down. So they, they really went larger on the appetizers and that type of experience. And it went over so well. People loved it. And I think what you can do then, too, is um, expand the, in, the toppings and ingredients. So maybe you put, you know, a chopped broccoli or something like that or whatever it is you think you'd want to do. You could put meats in with it. You could do a chopped chicken. You know, then it's like a, a loaded Absolutely. baked potato or something, right? Well, and then you don't have to worry about, uh, you know, Aunt, Aunt uh, Edna can't have dairy. So then you put a butter substitute next to it and just label the dishes. I say she does without. If you can't have butter, then just move on. Just, you know. Hey, I, I was a big fan of... Uh, <laughs> of uh, yeah, many, Margarine. many French cooking shows. So everything is better oh. with butter. And if it's not, you don't need to eat it. That is true. I'm so, it's right. I'd rather do without. I can't believe it's not butter. I can. <laughs> I can. I can absolutely. It's a fine product, you know but I can believe crop, it's not butter. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Parquet. <laughs> you know, besides mashed potatoes, you can do um, some alternative mashups like celeriac, which is celery root. Um, and potatoes or apples. Something oh, okay. For the holidays. It's a little. So, what would? How would you? What do you? How would you put that together? What do you mean? It's like a like yeah, as a bar is the main. No, just just as a plain. Um, yeah, you could put the, the the condiments on the side, just like you would for the mashed potatoes. But okay. it's just something different. It's a unique flavor. You know, I've had uh, family members do parsnip and pear puree when I was a kid. Mm. And you you basically simmer those in white wine and stock, and then drain them off and puree it up. Oh, and is is that a side dish, almost like an applesauce type thing? Yeah, no, it's it's actually more like a, by the by the time you get done, it's more like a mashed potato. But oh, it's okay. So delicious. The, there's kind of a bitterness to the parsnips and the sweetness of the pear, and you go ahead and put butter and a little bit of cream in there afterwards. Oh, it's unbelievable. You know, it's funny because parsnips are one of the few things that, that I don't really care for, and it's because it has uh, like a kind of a funky bitter taste to it, but I had never thought about mixing things with it. Yeah, like a soapy almost, yeah. Well, the key to that is if you buy them later in the winter when it's really cold and they're, and they're pulling them out of the cold ground, uh, they're not as soapy tasting. So, Interesting. You know, That's very, very cool. that luxury. So I like that. Um, what other things could people do as, uh, you know, as opposed to your traditional things, you know, kind of a wild card to make it fun? I like the idea, like you said, of making things more interactive so it's more of the experience. Any other buffet-type yeah. thingies? Or... Yeah, so, so you can do unconventional meats. We just talked about the uh, non-traditional Thanksgiving. And, and, Listen, uh, I love unconditional place. meats. I mean, everyone knows I'm a... Um, the, like, unconventional meats, sure. Mm-hmm. Or some yeah. sort of stuffed pork loin. But what you can do with that is then you... you, you Slice that thinly, put it on a, on a carving board, and next to it put some fresh yeast rolls, maybe some cranberry uh, compote, horseradish cream sauce, those kind of things, and they can make their own sandwich. Oh, you're right. And I like what you're doing there, too, because, I mean, a lot of people get, like, cold cuts. And cold cuts are fine, but if you want to turn it up a notch, you, you carve your own meat right there, right? I mean, you bake it yourself and you slice it off real thin. Um, so the quality. That's true. And it's really easy to do, but it's also the quality is going to be much better. And then, I mean, you've already turned it up a notch, and then you put all the different little sides. That's a, that's a good idea. Absolutely. And I like, I, I like charcuterie anyways, all the little things together. Oh, yeah. You know, the well, meats that's and one of my cheeses. favorites. You know? and, and if you don't want to cook and you're just taking an appetizer to your friend or family's house, then you just go to your local butcher store or a great place that has charcuterie. Some of the larger grocery stores have that. And just have them make you a tray. It's one of the easiest, the easiest things to take. I don't know anyone who doesn't like that. Cheese and that's, meat, a, I mean. that's a great point. And you know what? Even if you want to make it yourself, that's something you can make up a day and a half ahead of time, depending on what Absolutely. your, your ingredients are. Fridge. 
That's really solid. And, and this time of the year, I mean, having things that you can make ahead of time saves so much headache. So much. Mm-hmm. Well, let's do. Let's go through a couple more here, real quick. Okay. Um, let me get, tell you what. If you have time, can I put you on hold for a second? Absolutely. Come back? Okay. Okay, we'll put you on hold. We'll come back, take a break, and I'll give you a few more things that you could do for the holidays. It's our uh, Food Biz Pro, Patrick Mosier, the celebrity chef. Just go to foodbizpro.com for more info. Back in a minute with more on this, the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hi there, it's Doc Thompson in for Glenn today. Uh, joining me is uh, celebrity chef Patrick Mosier. You can go to foodbizpro.com if you need consulting help at your business or you need some tips on things and He's going to continue to populate his site with good information as well. It's foodbizpro.com. And some things that you can do around the holidays to kind of jazz it up and throw kind of an interesting wild card in there. So what else you got, Patrick? All right, what else we got here? If you're going to do a soup, instead of putting a big pot of soup out and having to wash some bowls later, you can do little soup shooters. Uh, Just get another serving bowl. Like a syringe? Is that what you mean? Like your shooters, you just put them in a syringe and you're mainlining them? Is that... (laughs) Is that what it is? No more like a shot. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes, like a yes. shot glass of them. I see. Yes, please continue. Yeah, I know that this is a, an industry full of addictive personalities, but we're not going to go there today. <laughs> you know, you could use a small throwaway Christmas-themed you know, cups, mm-hmm. Dixie cups or something plastic. You put this, you know, put a couple of ounces of soup in there, a little dollop of creme fraiche or sour cream, a little chive on top. You know, what? Mushrooms are all the rage right now, so there are plenty of recipes online for wild creamed mushroom soup or, you know, the traditional um, bisque of like different, uh, favorite squashes, butternut squash. Yeah, something like that. Pumpkin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a really good one. That's easy. It's also very user-friendly. They can just pick it up, drink it, and be done. No, well, this um, is what I was thinking. I was thinking if you, instead of putting the big bowl out so you have to wash them or if it's soup, how about just straws? How about you put the pot out and then just plastic straws? And those are disposable, you know. Yeah, kind of like know. a big hookah pipe, but not. <laughs> exactly. That's what it is. By the way, uh, Glenn has one of those at his house. It's it a big pot. Eat. It's just nonstop <laughs> soup. Uh, heavy cream soups, too. Anyway, sorry. What else do you got for us? Yeah, um... So I, I am not a fan of carving a hot turkey. It is not ever a very clean thing to do. It's hot. It burns your fingers, and I'm always the one that gets stuck doing it. So for the last 10 years or so, I've always – I don't have to do it this year, but uh, for the last 10 years, I've smoked one turkey the day before and let it chill in the refrigerator overnight. Interesting. And the next day, you pull the breast off, pull the legs off, and you shave and carve everything very neatly and just kind of layer it and shingle it on a platter. It, done, it not only looks beautiful, it's always the first one to go. It has always been gone before the hot turkey. Never fails. Now, do you leave it at room temperature or do you heat it? 
No, you leave it at room temperature. Once you carve it, you put it on the platter and you just leave mm-hmm. it out. The smoking kind of cures it, so for the two hours or three hours it's going to be out, there's no problem. Yeah, no, and that's fine. I was just wondering if it, if people preferred, you know, if it's okay. But you're right, turkey, I mean, I eat cold, leftovers, room temperature, whatever. And then you have an opportunity to actually, you're right, position it on the plate so it's very bountiful and pretty. Mm-hmm. It's Interesting. You throw a little, you know, fresh rosemary right. on there, go outside, cut some off your bush. Sounds good. All right, Patrick, we're going to wrap this up. i got to go, but uh, Merry Christmas, sir. Merry Thank Christmas. Thank you for all your help this year. Thank you very much. It's been a good one. I appreciate it. All right. Enjoy. It's a celebrity chef Patrick Mosier. Find out more about him at foodbizpro.com, foodbizpro.com. Back with more. And finally, we're going to get to your phone calls next, 888-727-BECK. Doc Thompson on the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. I really like this bump music that Glenn plays during the holidays, uh, the little music you hear bumping in and out of commercial breaks. Uh, it's really solid stuff. Some I like more than others. I like this version a lot. Listen to this. I think you can get those at glennbeck.com. Pretty sure you can get the CDs there. And if not, just email them. <laughs> Tell them you want to be able to get them there. All right, to the phones we go. Sorry for making you wait. 888-727-BECK. Let's go to Tennessee now. And Susan, welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Thank you very much, Doc. Merry Christmas and Merry Happy Christmas. New Year to you and your staff and your family. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, I wanted to thank you for what you're doing, uh, retweeting uh, people's business information to uh, your, your followers, because I think it's a wonderful thing you're offering to do. Thank you so much. And I've been doing a lot of that since uh, we did the free commercial program on Black Friday. Right. Uh, I just on, that. I yeah. My daughter tweeted and, and you retweeted a number of times. Yeah. And that's what I've been trying to do. And I know that's helped quite a bit. Here's the thing, Susan. Um, either they didn't hear that show, like Glenn didn't hear it or whatever, or they didn't care or something. I think it's probably didn't hear, but until they tell me not to, <laughs> I'm going to keep doing it. So everybody else benefits. All right, Susan. Thanks so much. I appreciate you joining me. Yeah, make sure to follow me on social media, folks. It's only going to be good for you. Triple eight seven two seven Beck in the Buckeye State. Tina, what's going on in Ohio today? Hi, um, I heard you talking about dyslexic uh, and autistic uh, autistic children or autism. Yes, ma'am. And I read a book called Disconnected Kids by Dr. Robert M E L I L L O who started this program called the Brain Balance Centers. And he, with a lot of research he has done, he's determined that a lot of those um, disorders are caused by different halves of the brain developing at different rates. Mm. And and he has a program that it's with um, determining which side is stronger and which side is weaker and doing um, some nutritional stuff, but exercises. And it's a really exciting approach to this issue and that 
people have actually been cured of autism. And um, so I just wanted to tell you, so if you, if you know people that have that, that maybe they could get this book and read it and see if it was something that can help them, because you don't have to go to his centers. He made a book that you can do it yourself with your children. Well, Tina, what's, what's his name again, and what's the book? The book is called Disconnected Kids, and his name is Dr. Robert Melillo, M-E-L-I-L-L-O. Excellent. And, and t- Tina, thank you so much. I appreciate the comments and the suggestion. Um, if, if you ever miss anything in this program, uh, you're like, I've got to find it or whatever, and we don't end up tweeting it out or whatever, you can just go to, um, to, the, to the playbacks. If you go to theblaze.com and click on radio, most of the programs are, are podcasted there somewhere, so you can go and listen to it anytime. Tina, Merry Christmas, okay? All right, let's go to um, Frederick in uh, Mississippi. How are you? Hey, good morning. How are you? I'm fine. How you doing? Doing well, sir. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. I just wanted to call in. I heard about y'all doing the uh, small business help, and uh, we have a company yeah. called the Envo Oyster Company. And the what? We make Wait a minute. Direct- the, the what oyster what? company? The what the oyster? Co- okay, gotcha. The Envo, mm-hmm. and we make a ceramic oyster shell, uh, a ceramic shell designed for cooking and grilling oysters at home, so you don't have to shuck them. You just buy them by the pint. Oh, I see what you're saying there. Okay, how does that work? It's a time saver. It's, uh, you know, people get oysters by the sack and have to come home and chuck them, and it's a big headache, and this is, mm-hmm. you know, a no-mess kind of thing. You don't stab yourself with an oyster knife or anything like that. And So they, they put, the, the shell's open once you cook them, right? So that's how you, you – is that what it is? Well, if you, if you get them in the shell, they open when they cook them, but if you just want to not do that at all and, and make oysters bienville or – Oh, oysters, I see. What, gotcha. Rockefeller. Oh, or okay. in any kind of oyster dish, you don't have to chuck anything. You just cook them with our shells. It's a ceramic gotcha. shell. I see what you're saying now. That's, I thought it was the, the pot is what you were saying when you, you cooked it in. But I see what you're saying. You put them in the ceramic, ceramic shell. It, it, looks like a, mm-hmm. it looks like a little shell. It looks like yeah. a little seashell, but it's made out of a special clay that lets you put it right on the grill top. That's cool. That's, what, how can people find out about them? Just go to bmbloyster.com, and that's all you got to do. You the man. Thanks, Frederick. Appreciate it, and Merry Christmas. I appreciate it. Let's go to the Mountain State of West Virginia, and Ron, how are you, sir? Hey, Merry Christmas there, Doc. I just had this idea. Yes, you sir. You know all of those low-paying uh, fast food jobs that Obama's created for all of the fast-track <laughs> career people that lost their jobs? Right. That's just like taking last year's turkey bones and gluing cold cuts on them. <laughs> Uh, only, only if they were like uh, really, really thin cold cuts, right? I mean, there's not even as much meat there. Made out of real bologna, too. What part of West Virginia are you in? I'm in, uh, I'm in uh, Charleston, West Virginia. Okay, so you're not too far from where all the flooding was, just east of you, right? That is correct. And on, I guess probably north of you. We had two cars in that, so we had two cars completely wiped out. How's it coming along now for you and everybody else around there? It was getting... just a brief moment of flooding. Okay. It wasn't a long-lasting thing. So. Oh, so you didn't get as much as some of the areas or whatever. Well, Ron, God bless you and Merry Christmas, okay? And you do the same. Oh, yeah, I'm very familiar with not only my rel- bunch of relatives from West Virginia, I also used to uh, work in Logan, West Virginia. My first radio job was about an hour or so from Charleston down in the coal belt of uh, Logan. Logan, West Virginia. So uh, the Speedy Bevins and everybody at WVOW down there, 
I hope they're having a merry. Hope you guys have a merry Christmas. Let's go to New Mexico and Sharon. Welcome aboard the Glenn Beck program. Hi, Doc. Thanks. I wanted to share a story of some uh, blessing that somebody gave to us one yes, year. Uh, our five-year-old son died in early November. This was a few years back, and our other kids. We had three other kids, and you can imagine around Christmas time it was pretty tough. So we bought presents, and I made their favorite cookies and whatever, but I really wasn't into it too much as far as decorations and whatever. So Christmas Eve, we went to our church, our Sunday school party. They had a potluck secret Santa kind of thing. And um, somebody had asked, you know, how are you guys doing? And I said, well, you know, we're doing the bare minimum, what we have to for the other kids, but it's kind of tough, and explained. And so we went home that night. And about 30 minutes later, the doorbell rang, and one of the people from the party came and said that she had a flat tire. Could she come in and wait a minute while somebody picked her up? And so we were visiting, and slowly, slowly, everybody from the class started showing up. They had gone to the store. They had bought lights and a tree, and they decorated our house for Christmas. And we sang songs and Christmas, you know, uh, had a really great Christmas time. They blessed us that day. In a way, they probably never imagined that they could, and I'm sorry. But it was really, truly beautiful. Did did that help you through the moment? Did you, did that, did that, did that did. restore a little it, of your faith? It, well, it did. And, and you know what? It, it's funny that you say that. I have to tell you, that's one of the collateral beauty that we got from that moment. That's a new movie out by Will Smith. Not to promote oh, yeah. his, movie, his movie, but... <laughs> uh-huh. That was a collateral moment for us um, of true beauty. So sorry to break up on your show. No, I'm, but, um... I'm, I'm glad you did. It saves me from doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Sharon, thanks anyway. so much. And enjoy Thank your you. uh, your holiday in the land of enchantment, okay? Oh, absolutely. You too. Bye-bye. It's New Mexico. It's the land of enchantment. What do you give me that for? Uh, let's go to Iowa now and Catherine. How, Catherine, how are you? Catherine, yes. Catherine, yeah. Hey, I just wanted to call. I just had to call and thank you for playing that song, that Alleluia song by that uh, little girl singing, the autistic girl. I am a Christian concert promoter here in Davenport, and um, I wanted to tell you a brief story about yeah. two children that I took into my home. They were homeless four years ago this week. It was a year after my husband died. He was a World War II vet. So I was feeling kind of down, and I had known these children, and the mother became homeless. So I took them into my house. They were Their behavior was, was really horrible. They did not know anything about Jesus. I taught them about Jesus, but mainly what I did do is bring praise music around them. And, you know, the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. These children completely changed. Within six months, the little boy who had kicked a hole in my wall, <laughs> a week after he moved in with me, he said, I'm not a bad boy anymore. And he said, why is that? And he goes, because I love God and read the Bible. Every night he would read the little Bible that I got for him. He would fall asleep with his head on it. So I just want to encourage your listeners, bring praise music around your children. I played it when they would go to school, and before they would get out of the car, I'd say, what are you? And they'd say, smart, special, loved. They completely changed. One time they were on stage singing at one of my concerts. So the Lord really, really blesses his people that bless him. And I just wanted yes. to share that with you. Thank no, you No, you're so right, much. Catherine. And you know what? And you know the adage, you've probably heard it, that what you gaze upon, you become. And it's the same thing with that, that what you hear, you, you become, right? I mean, yeah, you. That's right. It's, it's around you and it envelops you and everything else. Merry Christmas. Enjoy Merry your time. Merry Christmas to you. Thank you. If you get a chance today, go to uh, the Blaze Facebook page or mine. It's the uh, uh, Facebook.com slash Doc Thompson Show or slash The Blaze 
And uh, we, we played a song earlier, that's what she was referencing, of an autistic girl who is 10 who, um, when, I, when I first heard the song and didn't know anything about her, I thought she was you know, an, an adult woman singing because it was so clean and clear and, and strong voice. Um, it didn't sound like a, like a child's voice or what you would expect a child's voice to sound like. And then the song was amazing. Uh, last night on Mike Opalka's show, Mike has a show on the Blaze Radio Network as well, and I think he's filling in on January 2nd on this program. On Twitter, it's at StuntBrain if you want to join him. He's a coworker of mine. He's a good guy. Right before he's going on the air, I sent him a link to that story, not realizing he was going to like listen to the full thing and read the whole story right then. It was like five minutes before he's going on the air. I just wanted him to say, hey, here's something really interesting. Let's post that at The Blaze because this girl has an amazing story and it's an amazing performance. I didn't know that uh, it was one of Mike's favorite songs and I didn't know he would be as moved by it as I would. So I had him crying right before he had to go on the air, which is pretty funny to do. Had, had I known that was going to be the reaction I would have gotten from Mike, I would have definitely sent it right before he went on the air. <laughs> Mike and I have both had a, as I mentioned, a particularly difficult year. We've gone through some similar things, including both of us losing a parent. So it's been, it's been a challenge. But the song really did help me in a very short period of time kind of put it all into perspective. Again, that's all it is. You know, my crisis of faith wasn't a, you know, disbelief or non-belief or anything like that or, you know, completely feeling abandoned or anything like this. It was just feeling alone in all of all of my struggles. I knew I knew I wasn't, but it still feels cold and alone. I mean, consciously, I, my faith is right that I know, you know, my connection with God, I got it. I just wasn't feeling it as much. And that made it pretty difficult. But those really subtle moments, those, those small gestures, gestures and gestures can do so much. That's what I loved about it. It was this girl who struggles using her talent and God-given gift and unbeknownst to her and her family, touching people around the globe. Wonderful story right before Christmas. Absolutely wonderful. So here's how this is going to roll out. All of the major changes with our radio network and even some things on this program, not content-wise or the things that you would necessarily know, just more opportunities. Glenn has a new set, for example. All of that's coming shortly after the first of the year. January 3rd, we're all back. Next week on this program, another week of uh, guest hosting. I believe Buck Sexton will be in uh, some days. I don't know which days, and I don't know who else is rounding out the week. And I know Michael Palka, as I said, will be on, I believe, January 2nd. The rest of them, I'm not sure, but I'm sure they'll be talented, competent folks. And uh, they'll, they'll get you through, and it'll be solid, entertaining radio. But it all opens up January 3rd, folks. That's when we're going large. So please stick around and get ready for the fun. And thank you so much for supporting us over the last year, especially through some of the growing pains. It has been difficult, but you have made it uh, much more bearable. And next year is going to be what I believe a growth year with a lot of good stuff coming in many facets, not just this company and this radio show, but also America and shaking off some of the bad of the last eight years, policies, uh, economic policies, personal freedom attacks, 
and moving forward in a really positive direction. How much good, how much growth, that is the only question. Doc Thompson in for Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. From Mercury Studios in Dallas, it's Doc Thompson. I usually broadcast from Bentonville, Arkansas, where I live, um, but I do extra work and fill in and guest stuff down here in Dallas. And when I'm here, I usually try to, before I leave, uh, kind of pull a couple of practical jokes, kind of set them up so things are discovered while I'm gone. The key here is making them funny and fun enough, yet not something that will get me fired. It is a narrow... (laughs) It's a narrow window to try to kind of wedge it in there. So I'm sitting here trying to think up uh, hijinks and shenanigans that I can leave for Glenn. Little little presents, little gifts. And I think I have a couple that I'm going to do. So I'm going to put them in play, try not to get fired, and then I'll tweet over the next couple of weeks as we go through the holidays and Glenn makes his way back. So make sure to follow me at Doc Thompson Show and uh, see what either was so much fun that we got Glenn or the thing that got me fired. Either way. So it's at Doc Tops Show on Twitter. Have yourself a happy holiday and a Merry Christmas. God bless you. I'll see you in 2017. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.